this is Mike Overstreet, the director of Growth Groups, and this is the first episode in our series on vision. And what we're going to do is we're going to put forward a number of episodes that walk through what is our vision for groups at Element 3 Church. So this first episode is, is pretty obvious. We're going to talk about why do we do small group at Element 3 Church. And I'm just going to take a few minutes just to walk through some of the high-level kind of vision concepts behind growth groups and why it's a central part of our discipleship process. So we believe at E3 that, you know, the church is all in on discipleship, that our central reason for existing, our mission is to make disciples. And in many ways, what that really is about is it's about producing and helping people into life change, into transformation with Jesus Christ. Um, just making these, these big steps forward in both their faith, their personal life, and their health. So when we looked at, at scripture and we looked at, at modern things like psychology and sociology, we found that small group is pretty much at the center of what all of these, these resources talk about when it comes to how do we help people grow both in their faith, but also in just their, their, their standard of life, right? So in the Bible, for example, if you looked at the New Testament, you know, we start with Jesus and we see that Jesus led, what, 12 disciples, a small group of people that were kind of his inner circle. They met together, they broke bread, they shared life. He turned to them in his own um, pain and his own joy. And, and that was the central model at which he did ministry, right? He taught this smaller group and then there was this larger crowd outside of that small group that he also taught as a teacher, but it was in that small group that he really shared himself and knowledge of himself in his life with. And then you look at the New Testament, and the early church models the same thing. You know, you have these people that Paul is writing to who are, who are meeting in homes. They're meeting in, in people's houses and breaking bread and, and dealing with everything from persecution to celebration. And this is like the central form at which the church spreads, is these small, intimate culturally contextual communities that are meeting and pushing on each other and growing together in their faith. And what's really interesting is that as you move beyond scripture and you start moving into other research, you find that this is a theme that is that just appears over and over again in sociology and psychology, right? So one of the most impactful books that I've read on, on human growth is How People Grow. Uh, and it's a phenomenal book. I would recommend it. And they basically walk through these central elements of how people's lives change in major ways. You know, and one of the things they talk about, first and foremost, is that human beings change relationally. That we can't really, as social people, change in a vacuum, at least to some degree. There's always going to be a limit. That our biggest change comes from interacting with other people in news stories. They also say that if you want to know one of the central factors of human growth, look for whether a person has a safe space to be vulnerable, to be known, to be accepted. And then from that safe space, you see the foundation of change, they argue. You say, if you want to see if someone's growing, look for if they have a place where they can come, they can be fully honest about who they are, and they can be accepted and challenged to grow. And what these authors find is that if you meet those requirements, if you have someone who is in a small group of intimate relationships, if they are meeting in a place where they can be honest about where they've been and they can take off their masks and talk about what's really going on in their lives, 
And then they experience acceptance and encouragement. What they have found as authors is that these people change and these people grow and they get healthier. And this is actually backed up by other research as well. You know, I think Lifeway, I, I believe it was around 2010, 2014, produced a, a widespread national research that looked at how or what things produce change most often in the lives of Christians. And there were some astounding pieces of research about why small group is so important. You know, they found more than any other factor that if someone was in a weekly small group meeting, that they experienced growth across the board in the key metrics of discipleship. For example, they found out that people who commit to using their spiritual gifts, it increased 31% if they were in a small group. Reading the Bible regularly increased 40%. Praying for other people, 28% increase. Serving at their church, 38% increase. Acting as a mentor, 34%. Giving themselves to community service, 21% increase. And inviting people to their community increased four times over if they were in a small group. And then this is reinforced by a Harvard study that was completed not long after that showed that there are two major things that produce a large change in a human being's life, you know, when we look across the board at different categories of people. And they said the first one is not surprising, it's trauma. It's basically this idea that when something traumatic happens in a person's life, they usually change either positively or negatively. The only other major factor that applied across the board was a new community with a new story. They found that if you wanted to see someone change their life without experiencing massive trauma, have them join a new community that tells them a new story about who they are and why they matter. And I just can't express how important this is for us as Christians to both model in our own lives, but also to make space for other people. You know, we, we live in a time in which we are more connected than ever, but we're also more isolated than ever in terms of those intimate, vulnerable, safe relationships. So why do we do small group? Well, we do it, we do it so we can create these spaces for people to be known, for people to experience what it means to be accepted, to be, to be heard, to be pushed, perhaps for the first time in their entire life. You know, I never had a space where I felt fully safe, fully capable of being honest, fully open to change until I got into a community that, that when I showed them who I was, their response was, we accept you and have let us love you. And that is why we do Growth Group, to create communities like that all over Tallahassee where people can experience that love and that acceptance and that community that brings about change in their lives. And that is the challenge of group. It's not whether you know the Bible the best. It's not whether you are the single best human being ever. It's are you going to make the space and are you going to welcome the people and are you going to love them like Christ loves them? And the opportunity that comes from that when you say yes is that you will get to be a part of what God is doing in the lives of real people, and you'll have the, the, the joy of seeing them grow and change. I'm excited that you want to go on that journey. 
And I just want to encourage you to know that this is one of the most important things you can do as a leader in a church. Thank you, and God bless.